It is Saturday, October 9th. This is the KOLL Podcast Week 5 Preview Show. What's going on, listeners? Welcome into the podcast. My name is Stefan Siggs, and I will be your host for the evening, as always, of course. Today, we are going to break down the Week 5 preview. We got a couple co-matchup of the week segments, two drafts, super pumped, did have some connection issues with the latter one. We'll get to that a little bit later, but first we are going to run down the week five preview real quick as soon as we can. As always, this podcast is being recorded post-Thursday night games, so the projections will be included with that game already in mind. The first matchup to talk about could have been a triple dog matchup of the week. But as we know, the Devontae's Inferno has yet to be on the podcast. So that may be a lost cause. And as of right now, who's Justice Beaver is favored to win 70%. 164.342. 4 I believe it was like 138. I'll be honest. I wrote down Russell Wilson's score for his projection and not his actual projection. Russell Wilson got 9.08 points on Thursday night and suffered a devastating injury, which really could have swung this matchup in who's Justice Beaver's favor. That is here nor there because the games need to be played, and who's Justice Beaver is routinely disappointing. The second matchup of this week is between two 0-4 teams, number 11 in the power rankings against number 12 in the power rankings. The Melonheads are currently favored to win 92%, 135.07 to 102.87. The Oracle musters 2.6 points on Thursday night from Van Jefferson and drove his projection down thoroughly. This could very well determine who picks number one overall in next year's draft. My eyes will be glued to this matchup. Speaking of being glued to the matchup, the Atlians defeated the number one team in the power rankings last week and this week are taking on forever on clean, who again for the second season in a row really seems to score a lot of points but cannot get those wins in the win column. He is projected to win this week 82%, 87%, my bad, 169.47 to 137.56. Forever on clean scored 26.8 points from DK Metcalf on Thursday night, while the Etlians con- committed one of my uh, pet peeves by starting Chris Carson, who did not play. The last matchup I get to talk about by myself really quick is the Thick Dicks. 
favored to win 87% against Austin 316. Austin 316 is still looking for their first victory, and they're going to need to have quite a performance to overcome the Thick Dicks, who already have 54.6 points after the Thursday night performances from Tyler Lockett, Bobby Bosque, and Daryl Henderson. Those were the matchups I had to talk about by myself, and now we are going to kick it over because we have a co-matchup of the week segment, two matchup of the week segments. We got Nick Top Greg Bottom against the DeLongles, and we got the longest yard against the Long Island Beast. Let's kick it over there. Welcome to the Magic of the Week segment, Long Island Beast. Pleasure to have you back on the podcast, young man. Thank you for reaching out. I was dying to get back to the podcast. All right. And as we wait for your opponent here, a huge victory last week. Um, no, wait. Did you lose last week? No, I actually won. I no, beat the uh, Forever Not Clean. I was just talking about this. I know that you won. <laughs> uh, a big win last week against Forever on Clean. You're the second highest scoring team in the league. You're making a habit of being one of the top scoring teams in the league. Uh, what's your confidence level? Honestly, I think I have uh, one of the teams to beat. I have a very good bench. Even though um, it was questioned before in this podcast, but I think every week my team keeps proving themselves. Um, I thought I was going to still be undefeated, to be honest with you. Uh, but uh, it, and honestly, if I would have left my lineup the way it was, I would have been. But um, those are mistakes that we make. But I think my team, I can see myself going uh, to the championship game. Well, you heard it here first, and we just had the longest yard signing on. What? Welcome to the matchup of the week segment this week. Uh, tough loss uh, last week. How are you feeling heading into week five? Yeah, um, it was a tough loss last week. I really, uh, you know, I thought maybe there was a chance at the perfect season. But, uh, you know, it's, it was week four. It was early. I got my hopes up. Um, but, no, I feel pretty good heading into week five. Um, obviously Nelly, I, you know, I'm not going to shit talk you as much as I probably should. Cause I think you have a really good team. Um, so I'm a little nervous for, you know, being, being the number one team in the AP rankings for, you know, however many weeks and now, you know, staring down a possible second straight loss. Um, I'm not going to lie to you. I don't, I don't feel super confident just traded for, uh, Calvin Ridley. He's out this week. Oh, tough. Um, plagued with a lot of injuries the last couple weeks and i know obviously everybody is but uh, a lot of key players going down the last few weeks for me so we'll see i mean i'm still still projected a good amount of points and uh i guess we gotta you gotta let the football play out see what happens yeah, absolutely see. well let's let's talk confidence level tom brady just one touchdown pass over the last two weeks i know you're counting on uh tom brady he is getting up there in age but i mean i don't think it's much of a slowdown he was dealing with the bad weather this week in New England. Um, do you have any uh, doubts? Any, any? Are you scared at all at Tom Brady's performance over the last two weeks? Not really. Um, I mean, if there's anybody in the league that, you know, shouldn't be doubted for any reason, I think it's Tom Brady. Um, I never really liked the guy for most of my life, but I think the longer and longer he does it, the more I respect this, respect him. Like, you just can't doubt him. I, I Truthfully, you know, okay, it's a couple of bad weeks. What did he do in week two? He threw like five touchdowns or something like that. 
Um, so it, the, the possibility is always there. I feel pretty good about him. Yeah, do you feel good about Tom Brady? Absolutely. How do you feel about Alvin Kamara's uh, passing game work or lack thereof in the Saints offense uh, of late? So, obviously, I watched the Saints a little bit closer last week. They were playing the Giants. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I think he obviously hasn't gotten the amount of work he has in the past because he's not Drew Brees' safety blanket anymore. He's obviously not there. Jameis likes to take some more shots. Um, you know, I think he's got his guys with Callaway and stuff like that going on. Um, but I'm pretty confident. I mean, who else is, is in that backfield that is going to steal a ton of, ton of touches from Kamara? Um, I don't really see it. Um, I was looking at something this week as far as target shares um, by position, by, you know, running back, wide receiver, tight end. Um, New Orleans is still up there, uh, you know, at the top of the league with running backs getting, you know, target shares in the passing game. So, you know, maybe the results haven't been Alvin Kamara of the past three or four years, but I don't know. I think it's coming. I feel good. Yes. Speaking of running backs getting a good target share, Long Island beast DeAndre Swift has been absolutely fantastic when he's been in the lineup this year. Are you scared at all about Detroit's offense, or do you feel good about DeAndre Swift and his passing work? Um, honestly, I I can't say that I'm not worried. But and like I mentioned before, every week they just keep proving everybody wrong. You know, they keep scoring. So I, my confidence level as the the weeks go by, it just keeps increasing. So. I honestly think he's just going to keep carrying my team with everybody else, um, and I'm excited to see it. Yeah, I mean, something interesting about Detroit's running backs is that both of them are currently in the top 12 running backs on the season. Um, Last week, Jamal Williams did see more carries and touches overall than DeAndre Swift. I know he's dealing with injuries, but he seems to always be dealing with injuries. So something to pay attention there, pay attention to there. Uh, let's move down the lineup here really quick. Terry McLaurin had a huge week for the Long Island Beast, and Tyreek Hill had a huger week for the Long Island Beast. This could be the X-Factor matchup, this wide receiver duo right here. Um, uh, Longest Yard, how are you feeling with Tyreek Hill and his boom or bust nature? I feel pretty good. They are playing Buffalo pretty good defense um but buffalo can score so i think you know kansas city's gonna have to throw um which great for tyreek hill but look at who the quarterback is on the opposing team this week um he's good at football so you know i don't know um any points that tyreek hill is gonna put up pat mahomes is gonna you know pretty much match that so you know maybe they can get him involved in some jet sweeps or something hopefully get some some rushing yards out of tyreek hill so that that Nelly's not running up the score with Mahomes over there. Yeah, that is interesting. I am very excited to watch that football game beyond fantasy football. That's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Um, on the other side, Long Island Beast Terry McLaurin had a huge game last week with Taylor Heineke. Really, the last two games, he's been fantastic. Are you enjoying the way Terry McLaurin's been playing since Heineke took over as the starting quarterback? Absolutely. And then I remember uh, I scouted him when I played uh... – the oracles and his and i was watching him when he played against the giants and i was like i need this guy on my team so uh ironically enough the oracle was the one that came up to me with that trade offer and i was like i can't let it pass i knew there's there's a lot of potential and um 
And honestly, I don't think it matters who the quarterback is. And with Washington, I think he's been through a couple of quarterbacks already. And his, his, um, you know, his score is always there. So I'm, I, I'm excited to see what he's going to bring to the team and keep, you know, improving every week. Absolutely. I think Terry McLaurin is a top 10 wide receiver. And you got another one down here and Amari Cooper taking on the Giants this week. Um, Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb are both very talented receivers, but Dallas has been throwing quite a bit lately to their tight ends and Tony Pollard. (laughs) Um, Are you still confident in Amari Cooper going forward when Dak really seems to be spreading the ball around to, to really the entire repertoire of receivers? Um, to be honest with you, I think it has to do with, with the injury that he's dealing with as well. He's playing 100%, so I don't think he's getting as open as he should be. Um, I was watching the game last week, and there was a wide open. He was wide open, like heading to the end zone, and Dak didn't even look. It. So that worried me a little bit, but I think once he becomes 100% healthy, he's going to start getting open more, and he's going to become his favorite target, and that's what I'm hoping for. Absolutely. And um, on the subject of hoping, the longest yard, you do have Damian Williams heading into your starting lineup this week um, in the absence of David Montgomery. If this is a long-term injury for David Montgomery, do you think that Damian Williams is going to see the same kind of volume in Chicago's offense? I don't know if he'll see the same kind of volume. I mean, what David Montgomery was doing this year was awesome. He, I don't know if you saw him play in that game. Was it last week, two weeks ago? I don't know. He was running guys over to get in the end zone. He's yeah. he's having a hell of a season. Um, so, you know, hopefully that's indicative of, you know, pretty good offensive line for Chicago. I don't really know the ins and outs of that offense super well. Um, but, I mean, it's going to be Williams or Khalil Herbert. I mean, those are really the only two options. They don't have another running back on the roster right now. Um, so somebody's got to get the ball. And, you know, we saw what Damian Williams can do in Kansas City the last couple of years. I I think he's a really good player. I think he's going to I think he's going to contribute. Yeah, I'm very interested to see Justin Fields was just named the starter for going forward. I hear Matt Nagy is committing to Justin Fields as starting quarterback. It'll be interesting to see if they have more designed runs for Justin Fields and maybe less touches for Chicago running backs. I'm very interested in Chicago's offense going forward. I'm curious to see how it progresses. He's going to need a safety blanket. and Damian Williams can catch some passes, so we'll see. Absolutely, we will see. And speaking of seeing – Jamison Crowder for the Long Island Beast makes his return to the lineup last week and had a pretty damn good week. He saw nine targets taking on Atlanta this week in London, 9.30 a.m. I love those games. <laughs> um, how do you feel, uh, Long Island Beast, about Jamison Crowder, Zach Wilson, and the New York Jets offense? Well, to be honest with you, he's one of my favorite receivers. I had him in my roster last year. And if he, if it wasn't for injury, I think he would have had one of the best years. Um, every every week he was getting um, closer to twenty, if not twenty points. And I know there was a lot of uh, other teams interested in him because I, would, I kept getting trade offers from him. So it's just a matter of him staying healthy. I think he is going to get a lot of targets because how talented he is. Again, as long as he stay healthy. Absolutely, yes, a, a talented wide receiver and honestly i i think the jets offense is going to keep improving 
And I mean, I'm I'm starting to look at those pieces down there for the Jets. If they can keep on rolling, Zach Wilson can play like he did last week. Yeah, Jamison Crowder could be a great target um, and a, and a good pickup for you. Yeah, and I think he's underrated to be honest with you because I, I last season he was just bringing points and points after week after week. You know, again, he had a, like, a couple of injuries that sidelined him, but every time I had him on my lineup, he always produced. So I'm excited to see that that duo in in, in New Jersey. Absolutely. Um, so as of right now, the Long Island Beasts are about a four-point favorite. Matt Stafford is underway for the longest yard. He's got uh, 1.5 points. Um, and good luck on the week. Uh now we are going to move into one of my favorite things that we do here on the podcast. It is a mock draft. We are going to draft brand name mascots for a battle royale to the death. Uh, the brand name mascot will get their item that they represent. Uh, I'm not going to give the example because it could be picked. Uh, <laughs> Uh, now I have one. I have one clarifying question on that, Ramsey. Go ahead. If the mascot has an item that they have, you know, in their picture, yes. are they allowed that as a weapon as well? Yes. Okay. Just wanted to make sure. Absolutely. They whatever is part of their normal look, they get that item as well. Yes. Okay. Okay. So. I decided that moving forward with the drafts, this is how we're going to do it. The away team gets first pick this week. The home team gets first pick this second pick this week. And the commissioner will get third pick this week. So the longest yard, start us off, number one overall pick. All right. And we're snake drafting this, right? We are snake drafting, yep. All right. So I have two choices here that I want I mean, all right, it's a, it's a battle royale to the death. I'm going to take a, an old brand mascot that only existed for a couple years. If you guys know who this is, I'm taking the Frito Bandito. He's got <laughs> dual revolver pistols on his hip. He's small, but, I mean, if we're talking weapons, I think he's got the best one out there. That, that is a good pick. Uh, he was on my list when I was doing my research Good pick, but uh, I think there's some better. That's for sure. Long Island Beast, why don't you uh, back that up with your first pick? Uh, I'm going to go with one of the oldest one, actually. This guy's been around for the longest. Um, And uh, the longest yard went small. I think I'm going to go huge. Actually, I'm going to go giant. I'm going to pick the guy from the Green Giant. From the best yep. the jolly green giant. All the right. jolly green giant. That was my 101. So uh, I agree with that pick. I mean, it's tough to compete with a giant. But if I was going to, oh, see, now I'm tilting. I'm tilting because I really thought I was going to get the jolly green giant. Uh, <laughs> so I gotta, I gotta pivot here a little bit. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take. Uh, 
Captain Morgan. I'm going to say Son Captain of a Bam. Bam. <laughs> uh, because he is a uh, pirate captain. Uh, so I imagine he's got at least a one shooter. Um, he's he's drunk all the time, I assume. So uh, Captain Morgan's gonna he's gonna fuck shit up. He's gonna fire cannons in the, at that jolly green giant and try and break down those uh, those those leafy particles. And uh, I don't think the Frito Bandito's weapons are going to compete with uh, Captain Morgan's cannons. I assume he has cannons because he's a pirate captain. Uh, so then my second round pick, I'm going to back up a captain with a captain. I'm going to take Captain Crunch because those little devilish pieces of cereal will, <laughs> will kill you. If they're not in milk, these things are like solid pebble rocks. <laughs> and if you just take a handful of those suckers and you chuck them at uh, the Frito Bandito, uh, it might blind them lo just long enough uh, for a counterattack. So I'm going to take Captain Morgan and Captain Crunch to start off my draft. Long Island Beast, you are on the clock. All right, uh, man, you guys made it difficult for me. I gotta rethink my uh, my order here. Um, this is good. this might be surprising, but I I do have a, a reason why I'm picking this one. I'm gonna pick the Michelin Man. Cover, uh, he's always throwing a tire. So I I really think that when you guys shoot him, you're not gonna hurt him, and then he's gonna distract you guys with his tires, so the Green Giant can just literally step on you, <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> You ever seen a movie? You could shoot out a tire, no problem. Yeah, uh, sure. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> well, when I think about the Michelin Man, I imagine him being pretty big. So, I mean, if nothing else, you've got the biggest lineup so far. Yes, no sir. doubt about it. Long Island Beast, uh, I'm sorry. Longest Yard, you are up here on the turn. All right. I've got two, and I've got a counter to your Captain Morgan, I think. Um, he may not be as mighty, but I was um, a college student and broke at one point. So sometimes we didn't have the money for Captain Morgan. We'd get Admiral Nelson. <laughs> if you're familiar with Admiral Nelson, he is basically a carbon copy of Captain Morgan. Oh, for yeah. about six dollars cheaper. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm with you there, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So uh, he definitely has a, a worse tasting brew also. So I think that makes him an angrier person. So I think that makes him more dangerous. Yeah. With all of his cannons and his swords and his, you know, I think it makes him a little angrier because of how, how bad his, uh, his brew is. That makes, that is a pretty good counter to Captain Morgan. Uh, Captain Morgan might be too smooth of a criminal for this. I didn't think about that. He might be. <laughs> Um, but so then my next pick, I'm going to take one. I, this, it, it's a, br I don't know if it's a brand veto me if you have to, I am taking Cletus, the Fox sports robot. I'll count it. <laughs> You'll yeah, count it. That's fair. Yeah, I, I think he's big. He's bad. He's got moves he can put on people. Um, he reminds me of a transformer. I think he's a, I think he's a badass. I'm taking him. Good pick. I mean, he's a freaking robot. So I mean, that's that's tough. But uh, maybe I'll just pour some Captain Morgan in his uh circuit board. <laughs> or I'm just stepping on him with. 
Mm-hmm. Or it. that. All right, Long Island Beast, you are up with your third round pick. I am actually like on the like I don't know. I had an animal for my last one, but I'm in between two of them. I'm thinking of speed or strength. But man, this is harder than I thought. I'm gonna have to go with. Uh, I guess I'll say Tony the Tiger. I think he's gonna move fast, run around, you know, take people's head off before they 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 actually put him down. Because I don't think he's gonna go down with one shot. So I'm pretty sure if we go in a battle royale, before he dies, he's he's gonna take one with him. And I like my odds after that. Well, he's got a nice deep voice. You know what I mean? And I feel like people with deep voices tend to just be stronger. So I mean, he looks swelled. You know what I mean? Yep. So, uh, in- interesting pick for sure. I am up here with my last two selections. And for my third round pick, I have a few that I really want to to complete this team. But I think I'm going to go ahead and take the Kool-Aid, man. Because the man can break through walls like it's nothing. I can't imagine what he would do to uh, uh Cletus, the Fox Sports robot, <laughs> or I mean, the Michelin man's made out of rubber. If this man can break down a brick wall like it's nothing, oh yeah, I think he can go ahead and, and take down the Michelin man as well. I'm going to take the Kool Aid man here with my third round pick. And to finish it off, there's a few ways that I can go here because I got one brand mascot who, who is maybe, I mean, it's basically a computer. And he's very intelligent, and I think that he could maybe give me some battle tips to get me through it. And then I also have a guy with a lot of money, which is an interesting concept because money can buy you weapons. It can buy you power, really, even. So um, this is tough. Uh, I think I'm going to go ahead and take Mr. Monopoly and all of his money. Okay. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna uh, buy Mr. Yeah, I mean I mean Mr. Monopoly, uh the the man's got dough, so uh he's gonna <laughs> he's gonna fund my army and uh all my all my weapons. So that completes my team. Long Island BC are up with your final selection. Um all right, so again, this is hard because you took I would say three out of the four that I originally had. So uh, great minds think alike, I guess. Um, but I'm going to go my last one. I, I wanted some muscle in my team. And I'm th- I'm, th- I'm just going to go with Mr. Muscle from, from the Johnson & Johnson brand. Um, he's just strong. Again, it's a battle royale. I think it's going to take more than two people to bring down um, my giant. So if it's a fight to the death, I know Mr. Muscle, before he goes down, he's taking at least one of you guys. So I'm just playing numbers here. Okay, Mr. Muscle. I'm right. uh, I not I wasn't even familiar with Mr. Muscle, but I'm looking at him now, and hey, I mean, he's obviously a scientist, scientist too, to uh, to mix these chemicals together. So he's got to be licensed. Long longest yard. Finish us off here. All right. So we got slim pickings here, but I think I'm going to get a little outside of the box and hear me out on this one. I'm taking the cow from Chick-fil-A. Ooh. 
now, interesting. Now, hear me out. What do you What do you think about when you think about Chick Fil A? Speed, efficiency. They deliver a fantastic product. But most, but most of all, think about Chick Fil A. What do you get with Chick Fil A? The power of God. And we've been talking about manpower, talking about brute strength this whole draft. I'm taking the higher power. I'm taking what I get from God with that Chick Fil A cow. That wow. is a very interesting little note here about Chick Fil A. That was my first job. Chick Fil A. There you go, Mark. Do I, you, uh, I hated it. I hated it. It was awful. Do you really? work for them right now? Because you sound like a spokesperson. You I do know, not work for Chick Fil A, but I am a big fan of their chicken. You know how you go in there and they're always like, "My pleasure." They always say, "My pleasure." You know that? Yeah, they're you guys are robots. They make they make you. They force you to say that. They force okay. it. If you say. If you say you're welcome or or no problem or you got it, bro, they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. I uh I got fired I got fired from there because I uh I got my cell phone out of my locker on my way out the door. Um that's neither here nor there. That's my but you know what but you know what that means, Ramsey? That creates a strong army. You got people that'll follow directions and you got people that'll do the right thing. Well, you definitely so are going to have to Chick-fil-A for. That's for sure. Fair <laughs> enough. The longest yard takes Frito Bandito, Admiral Nelson, Cletus, the Fox Sports robot, and the cow from Chick-fil-A, <laughs> and all of his higher power. The Long Island Beast takes the Jolly Green Giant, the Michelin Man, Tony the Tiger, and Mr. Muscle from Johnson & Johnson. And... Uh, Yours truly takes Captain Morgan, Captain Crunch, the Kool-Aid Man, and Mr. Monopoly. Uh, We're going to put up – once this podcast here posts, I'll put a poll up on the chat on uh, the Sleeper app, and we'll find out who who really is going to win this Battle Royale. I I don't feel great with my my pirates and uh, my ship captains (laughs) against uh, a tiger and a – giant but uh that's for, those, for those who don't listen to the podcast i think i'm gonna get smoked in this poll but for everybody who's listening right now you get it you heard the rationale <laughs> you know to vote for me i really hope that we get uh 12 out of 12 listenership in the league at least to get a good uh judge on this poll because it, it was good it was fun i had fun doing this draft uh pleasure again gentlemen uh one more time, the longest yard, you are a four-point underdog heading into week five with the Long Island Beasts. Any final words from you before we depart? Uh, I think taking the first loss and then being an underdog for the first time is only going to make me hungrier. So look out. Longest yard is hungry. Long Island Beast, you are the favorite when you get the final word. All right, sir. Thank you for that. But honestly, I think we're on fire. Um, and we're not losing after this. Uh, my team just keeps proving themselves. Everybody's doubting them, and I think it's just keep fueling them. Um, so we're going to keep taking that fuel and, and, and showing up every week. All right, gentlemen, there we go. Longest yard. I don't know if you are watching the game going on right now, but Matthew Stafford has negative 0.8 points currently. Awesome. Jesus. Awesome. All right, sick. Well, uh... <laughs> Not off to a good start, but uh, we'll see what happens. 
that's where we will depart, gentlemen. Thank you again for coming on for the matchup of the week. There's three matchup of the weeks this week. I couldn't pick one. So, uh, but thank you to you guys for making it onto the podcast because I'm not having any luck with the other two so far. It's a shame. Thanks for having us. Boy, course, man. Appreciate thank you for it. having us, man. All right, appreciate boys, it. Talk again soon. Bye. Talk to you right, soon. Bye. Awesome first part to the co-matchup of the week segment. Thank you again to the Long Island Beast and the Longest Yard. A couple of long guys on the podcast this week. Uh, a pretty interesting draft. But uh, now we have another matchup of the week segment. We are going to kick it over there right now. It's Nick Top, Greg Bottom, and the DeLongles. Take it away, gentlemen. Podcast Nick Top Greg Bottom to the co matchup of the week. What's going on, man? How you feeling? I'm good, Stefan. How are you? Uh, we're hanging in there. We're just waiting on your opponent to show up. But while we do that, we'll just uh, start getting into you here a little bit. Three and one to start the season. Um, number three in the power rankings at into this week. Uh, you feeling good about your team and where you're standing right now? I think about the standing. Don't I'm not really 100 percent about the team. Um, I, I feel like I could be doing better in my flex spots, and uh, my bench could use a a boost. I've been trying to make some moves. Um, we'll see how it takes out in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, well, you got a a couple of nice draft picks on your roster here. Brandon Cooks has been a real standout performer. In a really bad offense, really, he seems to be the only piece in Houston. You uh, feeling confident about Brandon Cooks going forward here? I don't know if I lost you. Oh, there we are. thought I lost you there for a second. Um, yeah, we'll see. Um, like, I, I have him nicknamed as Mr. Consistent because it seems like everywhere he goes, is uh, he, he produces. You know, he has 1,000 yards uh, every year. Um, yeah, hopefully uh, Mills can get it together this week. Um, he was terrible last week. So hopefully he can yep. come back and and uh, put up some points for Cooks. Yeah, well, one thing that seems to be consistent, even with Davis Mills not playing well, seems to be Brandon Cooks getting targets. Like you said, he seems to be good everywhere. It doesn't really matter who his quarterback is. He just finds a way to get open, and he's, a, he's very fast. So uh, he, he does a lot after the catch. It's amazing. Stuck to it and stayed with him. He's he's a great receiver. Yeah, it's very shocking. Um, I've always wondered that, even dating back to when the Saints uh, parted ways with him. Yeah, it was a, it was a very shocking. He's a very talented receiver. Speaking of talented receivers, you got a couple more with Justin Jefferson and Keenan Allen. They both seem to be real target hogs. Keenan Allen may have fallen down to the number two option in his offense, but I guess any given week he really can be just a reception machine. Uh, do you like that connection there with Keenan Allen and Justin Herbert? Yeah, I, uh, I, I do. Um, I just, um, it, it's tough with um, it's Mike Williams on the other side, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, they both get open. They they both get a ton. You know, they both get targets each and every week. I mean, Mike Williams last week didn't get a lot of targets, but uh, Keenan Allen had 
I think I had a decent performance. I'm just checking uh, checking back. Uh, he, he did all right. I mean, seven targets. Um, needs to haul in those other – well, actually, he had 11 targets, but uh, seven catches. So, needs to haul in those other those other targets. And uh, Yeah, he definitely seems to be the PPR option there for Justin Jefferson. I mean, uh, Justin Herbert, uh, I'm reading the rest of your roster, so I'm saying Justin Jefferson. But I guess we'll go on to Justin Jefferson. I mean, second year in the league and seems to be a top-five receiver – um, it got to be excited about Justin Jefferson and his potential in a dynasty format. Absolutely. I was uh, really worried about the sophomore slump, but so far it hasn't, hasn't shown, hasn't shown. So hopefully. He yeah, can- absolutely. And um, moving up your roster here, you are so- starting Samaje P. Ryan this week. Um, it looks like the DeLongles, your opponent says he's having some, connection issues and to give him a second so i guess we'll keep talking about you here for a second uh samaje p ryan this week i did not see uh, oh. we have off we have action here that the longles are on the 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 podcast we're gonna finish the thought here with nick top greg bottom about samaje <laughs> p ryan I did not have a chance to see yet on Joe Mixon's status. Is Samaje P. Ryan the starting running back for Cincinnati this week? Last I saw, it says that Mixon will play in some capacity. <laughs> Whatever that no. means. Um, <laughs> okay. I might not be done tinkering, so we don't know. All right, well, we'll we'll hold out for it there. Currently, Nick Top Greg Bottom is a twenty-four point <laughs> underdog. That changed a lot. That actually changed a lot in the past couple of days, which makes me wonder about Samaj P. Ryan's status as the starter. Did get sixteen point two from Cooper Cup, um, and of course Kyler Murray sitting at the top of the starting lineup right there is good for twenty to thirty points every single week, including the potential for a blowout blow up in the forties. Um, gonna need a big game from Kyler Murray this week, uh, taking on San Francisco. What do you think? Yeah, uh, you know he he needs to he needs to score me some points because um, you know. The DeLongles team, top to bottom, can, you know, all scored in the 20s. So we'll see. Yeah. I guess he's move. ready to talk since he's over there giggling away. <laughs> Dying on the inside since PSU is probably hard lost yeah. or about to lose. Well, I, I can say the last time I talked to the DeLongles, he definitely had some friends in the background, which made it um, – Actually, more enjoyable for me, so I don't mind. Uh, it sounds like you got to out there again, huh, DeLongles? Uh, your fan club's in the building? Yep, that is uh, – <laughs> Jack, you're my fan club. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we got yeah. a little aliens on the podcast as well. Uh, w- the, the gang is all here, DeLongles, my man. Highest scoring team in the league two weeks in a row. Are you looking for a three-peat this week? Uh, I, I think so. I really do, but I'm a little iffy of who I want to if I want to play AB or um, Chase Edmonds. Uh, is it Chase Edmonds? Yeah, Chase Edmonds. And does it really matter though at this point? No, it really don't because <laughs> they they all have a good chance of fucking. So, 
Well, um, <laughs> over the past couple of weeks, you have really gotten a big boost from James Robinson and yeah, Saquon that, Barkley that, alike. Are How are you feeling about the rise in touches and performance from J-Rob and Saquon? Well, I knew Saquon. I, I it was about time. I was waiting for him. Is what it's the second year from his ACL injury. I knew this was going to be the year that he starts going off, and it's only the beginning of the season. His first two games, he didn't do that great, and I was like, I'm going to give him a chance. I'm not going to take him out. A lot of people are already saying he's not going to do good, but I was like, no. Nah. I also love Saquon and Saquon. Uh, yeah, kind of, kind of can't not like him. James Robinson saw him go off last year. I knew he was going to be a threat this year so same thing i was like i got i gotta get them and now they're doing what they should be well you absolutely have done made some savvy decisions we just lost nick top greg bottom on the <laughs> so we'll just keep on talking to the delongles um Devontae adams always solid for green bay but the receiver we really need to talk about here is debo samuel debo. He did lead the league in receiving. He could be the number one receiver in fantasy football. I'm not 100% on that because I don't have my computer open. But Debo Samuel is a bad man. How you feeling about Debo Samuel? I, I'm really excited about him. I knew, like, I, as soon as I saw him name, his name during the draft, I knew he was going to be something last year, but he got hurt. So I was like, he's coming back. Like, everybody's, like, saying he should be, like, really good this year. And clearly that's what he's doing. And I was – I, I mean, he's he, actually I have him on my other team, and this kid really wants to get him, and I'm not giving him up because I love him, but it's it's just funny because he's he's just amazing. Oh, his connection cut out. It did cut <laughs> out. I sent him a new link, so hope. Oh, and there he is, Nick Top Greg Bottom. <laughs> Welcome back, my friend. My Wi-Fi keeps cutting in and out. Uh, so my, fucking technology, am I right? Twenty twenty one, figure it out. <laughs> All right. Um, we were just finishing up with the here. Um, Josh Allen is handsome and good at football. Um, the battle here between Josh Allen and Kyler Murray really could be the difference. Josh Allen in arguably the best game of the season so far, taking on the Chiefs on Sunday night. Uh, how are you feeling about that that big tall stallion, Josh Allen? Well, I think he's going to do really good because. Their defense is shit, to be honest. And, I mean, we saw Philadelphia put up points against them, and I didn't even think that was going to happen. I knew we'd get something, but, like, their their defense is not that good. I mean, everybody should have been known this. but So, I think he's going to do pretty good. He should, at least. I don't know. Didn't they just pick up Richard Sherman, though? Or was that Tampa? Uh, Tampa Bay picked up Richard yeah. Sherman. Uh, he's he's not good. Richard Do Sherman, not football, good. Jack? <laughs> Hey man, you're sitting down over there. <laughs> hey man, that's it. <laughs> he just had an off season, uh, like for three seasons, Occur- four no, seasons. No, no. He had an off season occurrence with alcohol or whatever. Oh yeah, chasing down an ex girlfriend or something. Yeah, know. he had a little heart to heart with himself, so maybe maybe yeah. he's come back. He's gonna come back strong. <laughs> he uh he tried to break into his in laws' house for some reason, uh, oh, trying to steal some fine jewelry or some meat or something. I'm not sure. But um, anyway, so now let's get into what we all came for here today. In honor of Halloween season and uh, the month of October, 
we are going to imagine that we are oh, the serial killer in a good I slasher movie. <laughs> and, and we are going to draft some murder weapons. Are we good on that? Get them. Steel cage match. <laughs> okay, so anyway, in uh, the last the last draft that I did, the home team got the first pick. So today we're gonna go. Uh, the Wi-Fi keeps cutting in and out. Yo, hey, yo, hey, yo, my phone's hey. about to die. We hear you. Are you there? <laughs> Need some water. He needs some. He needs some fiber optics. <laughs> Hello. Are we all here? <laughs> what the king fuck? Is he king of the lightning? <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we're trying to draft some murder weapons, but I'm not sure if we're all on the. Uh, I, think, I think Aaron's the, getting murdered. <laughs> the stream here. Um. Jack, you want to step in and drop some murder <laughs> weapons? <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Okay, so the DeLongos are getting this fucking oh. neck. <laughs> <laughs> this is good content. I like this. Oh, God. Oh. Old people in technology. <laughs> We lost him again. <laughs> okay, so anyway, um, Jack, why don't you step in and help us draft some murder weapons? Sure. <laughs> oh, he's back! Yes. We, we could hear you talking. We could hear you. I don't know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> okay, well, let's try and get this draft in here real quick before we lose you again. That the long first pick. Oh. Okay, so Mr. DeLongles, why don't you draft our first murder weapon? This is hard. Wow, I never thought about that. Well, you should have thought about it because we talked about it three days ago and we talked <laughs> I about it I wasn't, half an hour ago as well. I, 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 yeah, that was the only time I heard about it. I wasn't. It was not. <laughs> aware that we were doing this until like 20 minutes ago but um come on you're on the clock i'm gonna do a meat cleaver meat cleaver (laughs) i like it i like it a meat cleaver is drafted by the delongles I have the second pick and i'm gonna take a blowtorch i'm just gonna burn houses down (laughs) I'm getting right to the point. I'm going to take a blowtorch and Nick Top Greg Bottom, you got two picks. Um, well, then we're gonna go, we are going to go, uh, you know, the, the hook hand. Absolutely. Okay. And, uh, you know, we got to go just uh, butcher knife, I think. Absolute classics drafted by Nick Top Greg Bottom. Uh, certainly effective, but. Um, I'm going to go uh, – I'm trying to go a little creative here. I'm trying to get away with it. You know what I mean? And I think the best 
murder weapon to get away with it is a nice, large, sharp icicle. I'm going to take an icicle and that's going to melt and no one's going to catch me. I'm just going to keep on murdering away. <laughs> Delongles, you are up. You got two picks. We're only going three rounds because there's not that many murder weapons. <laughs> so Delongles, you got your last two picks right here. Um, well, oh, I'm going back to back. Damn. Uh, well, for one, the bat. With the the screws in it, the nails, the nails, whatever yeah. screws. Okay, the bat with thing. nails in it, classic. Mm-hmm. And then, you always do the chainsaw. Oh! do I do the chainsaw? <laughs> there, there was something I'm thinking that I gotta, I can't think. That's not nails. What's the? Do 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 do. I'm gonna go. with the chainsaw. Chainsaw? Yeah. Okay, Chainsaw, you guys are definitely a lot bloodier than I am, and I'm going to stick Wait, with that I trend. <laughs> what? RPG. I'm just blowing people up. RPG? Yeah, that's the best weapon. Oh, the, I'm going to allow the Delongles to pivot <laughs> to an RPG because uh, I feel like a murderer and a slasher isn't going to get too many kills with an RPG. Oh, so uh, have your RPG and you it'll probably blow up in your face. <laughs> and I'm going to stick with my trend of getting away with it. And I'm just going to go with some nice, easy rat poison. I think I'm a chef and I'm going to poison my victims. Should have gone with the ricin. It's not detectable. Some, uh, some rat poison. Do I look like I care? I'm a murderer. <laughs> I mean, you're trying to get away with it, so you use ricin. But I'm just blowing you up. I don't give a fuck. Well, you're not going to do very well when you're poisoned to death, Delongles. <laughs> All right, Nick Top, Greg Bottom, hit us with your last murder weapon. We're going to go a little old school with this uh, back in the Hellraiser movies, um, the, the hook on the chain. Okay, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Not that's bad. A, I mean, let's let's solid just horror flick movie, <laughs> too. Let's just run this down here. The Delongles are taking a meat cleaver and a bat with nails <laughs> and an RPG. <laughs> I, uh, I took a blowtorch, an icicle, and poison. Nick Top Greg Bottoms taking a hook hand. A butcher knife and a hook on a chain. So two hooks for Nick Top Greg Bottom. He's getting bloody and he's hanging people from hooks. Um, gr great draft. Uh, I enjoyed thinking about this for large portions of today because uh, I'm feeling a little sinister. It's spoopy season and uh, we just lost the Delongles. Um, Technology. We're having all kinds of connection issues today. We're just going to wrap it up here. Nick Top, Greg Bottom. I know they're no longer on the stream, but uh, oh, he's back. He's back. If you're still with us, if you're still with us, listeners, thank you so much for dealing with these connection issues that we're having. <laughs> I'm just retarded. I, I, I just believe that. On the stream, Nick Top, Greg Bottom, you are the underdog. Any uh, words you'd like to share with the Delongles before we depart? 
Um, I mean, you can always, uh, you know, you could, you could do some tinkering tonight and uh, try to fix that lineup. Uh, maybe, uh, you know, throw some of those uh, bench players in. I think they deserve a little play. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I agree, too. Man. Give Debo Samuel a damn rest, would you? <laughs> okay, DeLongles, you are the favorite, and I'll give you the last word. Uh, have a good game. <laughs> Inspiring words from the DeLongles. Really bringing it to Nick Top Greg Bottom with those uh, that harsh uh, comeback. <laughs> anyway, that was the co-matchup of the week. Uh, we drafted Murder Weapons. Appreciate you guys for coming on to the podcast uh, a little bit last minute here. And uh, making the most of the draft, uh, even though the, 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 the Longles didn't do their homework, as we kind of come to expect. <laughs> Does he ever do he doesn't yeah. even do his actual think, homework. Think like, about it. Just think about it. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Well, hey, good luck tomorrow in your matchup. I will be rooting right down the middle because I am an unbiased podcast host. <laughs> Uh, we we will talk again in the future. I mean, Delongo's going for the three P as the highest scoring team this week. I have to. I have to get revenge for last year. Last year. All right, gentlemen. Thank you again one more time, and we'll talk again soon. Anytime. Bye. All right. Welcome back. Some fantastic matchup of the week segments. Back to back right there. I'm going to finish it off real quick with a here's what I'm betting on segment. As always, I got a DFS lineup. I did the high-low on FanDuel this week, and I did a three-game parlay trying to change my fortunes there. So here's the DFS lineup I'm betting on. On the main slate, I got Trevor Lawrence at $6,500. Should be a high-scoring game between two terrible defenses. I took Aaron Jones at 8.4. I mean, a very good running back for the Packers. uh, Should should score a bunch of points. I took Aaron Jones at 8,400. I also took Damian Williams a little bit cheaper for the Bears at 5,800. Kind of went cheaper there so I could afford a running back like Aaron Jones. Obviously... Um, Derrick Henry's probably the most popular pick at running back, but he was $10,400 on FanDuel, and I did not want to spend up quite that much because I wanted to be able to get receivers like C.D. Lamb at $6,900, Marvin Jones at $6,600, and Mike Williams at $7,700. I uh, went tight end with Dalton Schultz, who has been seeing a whole bunch of targets for the Cowboys, and I'm excited about having him in. Speaking of the Cowboys, I took their defense at 4,000 against the Giants this week. I think um, you know when you're playing a tournament, you don't want to you don't want to get that defense that everyone else has. You want to kind of pick your shot, and I'm picking my shot this week with the Cowboys. It's time for Danny Dimes to come down to earth a little bit, and I finish it off with DJ Moore and my flex, who has been. Maybe the most consistent receiver in the NFL. It seems like he has 100 yards every single week, and I'm looking at him to do it again this week, again without Christian McCaffrey. $7,900 for DJ Moore. So that is my main slate DFS lineup. It looks like this one more time. Trevor Lawrence, Aaron Jones, Damian Williams, CeeDee Lamb, 
Marvin Jones, Mike Williams, Dalton Schultz, DJ Moore, and the Cowboys defense. So here's my high-low picks. Again, this is on FanDuel. This is a free contest that anybody can do. You just pick the highest and the lowest for each category, the teams that you're picking. So for this week, for the most points, I took the Titans against the Jaguars. And the lowest points, I took the Giants against the Cowboys, which is why I decided to go with the Cowboys defense and DFS. The highest passing yards team, my choice this week, is the Bills in what should be a shootout with the Chiefs. And for my lowest passing yardage team, I took the Texans. The highest rushing yards total team I took this week is the Jaguars because I like what they've been doing with not only James Robinson, but the designed runs for Trevor Lawrence. The rushing attack for the Jaguars has really been picking things up, and with the loss of DJ Chark, maybe they rely a little bit more on the wide receiver, on the running back and quarterback runs here this week against a bad Titans defense. My lowest rushing total team, I took the Dolphins for obvious reasons. I mean, Tampa Bay's has maybe the best rushing offense defense in the NFL, and they're taking on the Dolphins, who don't seem to want to give the ball to their best running back. The most sacks, I'm taking the Buccaneers against the Dolphins um, for a lot of those reasons, because if the Dolphins aren't going to run the ball or be able to run the ball, that Buccaneer defensive line should have no problem getting to Jacoby Brissett. And the lowest sack total team, I'm taking the Jaguars for the obvious reasons of Derrick Henry torching the Jaguars repeatedly and should be doing that again. He should see a whole bunch of carries. So I'm taking the Jaguars to have the least amount of sacks. Now here is my three-game parlay. I'm taking Washington plus 2.5. I'm taking Tennessee minus 4.5. And I'm taking the Kansas City Chiefs minus 2.5. So that was the What Am I Betting On segment. My name is Stefan Siggs. That's what I'm betting on. I just repeated myself um, because I'm, as always on this podcast, I'm flying by the seat of my pants. I'm winging it. I'm just kind of throwing things at the wall here. And uh, then I listen to it myself and I enjoy it. So anyway, uh, absolute pleasure again hosting this podcast, uh, mainly for my league mates. If anybody outside of the league is listening right now, I hope that you continue to do so. I hope that this podcast can continue to grow. I hope that it grows into being more than just a podcast about my fantasy football dynasty league, the KOLL. I hope it grows into something even more. Anyway... This was the Week 5 Preview Show. My name is Stefan Siggs. Enjoy your football.